Now, I'm teaching tonight on the subject of prosperity and the link. <laughs> prosperity and what? So it would be all is well. So prosperity and what? And the link. Prosperity and the link. Now, not the YouTube link that you are sharing. But there is a link or a connection that we need to understand that has to do with prosperity. First King chapter 2 verse 3. First King chapter 2 verse 3. Everybody, let's go to First King chapter 2 verse 3. And keep the charge of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways, to keep his status and his commandments. And his judgment and his testimonies. As it is what? Written in the law of Moses. That thou mayest what? Prosper in all that thou doest. Whithersoever thou turnest thyself. Give me NIV if you have it. Or NKJV. NIV or NKJV. Let's read it. Okay, this is amplified, right? Good. So let's look at what Amplified says. Keep the charge of the Lord your God. Walk in his ways and keep his status, his commandments, his precepts, and his testimonies. As it is written in the law of Moses. That you may do wisely and prosper in all that you do. And wherever, and wherever you are. Wherever what is that? Wherever you. Is that where it ends? I don't think so. Okay. But wherever you go. But the principle here is this. That the Lord is telling them something. That keep the commandment, keep his precepts, keep his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest, whithersoever thou turnest. Say with me, I will prosper everywhere I go. Now, let me share something with you. When I say prosperity and the link, there are, you know, HIV AIDS is a very, very, how will I put it now, special disease that has its own peculiarity. One of the things that you see about HIV AIDS that makes a difference is this. Most other diseases, for instance, if you say headache, if you eat your head, on the wall. And as a result of that, your head becomes swollen. You can easily not be surprised that your head is swollen. Because you know the reason why that head is swollen. If somebody asks you, why is your head swollen? You can say, oh, it's because I eat my head on the wall. Last week, I think by, was it Friday or Saturday? Yes, I think by Friday, my eye, one of my eyes was red because I was seated by my son, Joshua, and he was trying to remove something and the thing he was trying to remove from his flute, then he accidentally, the, the butt of the flute went straight into my eyes. For about 15 minutes, I could not open the eyes. Oh! My eyes went dark. I'm telling you. Let there be light. Yeah. All is well. I said all is well. 
Oh, and the word passed was that the boy looked at me and was smiling. Daddy, he pay you. <laughs> I, I said, it is a great thing to be a child. To be a toddler and an infant is a blessing. Because I know that if he was a bit mature, for even asking me that question, his, his cheek would not have been the same again. <laughs> Daddy, he pay you. I said, you said somebody's holding eye for 15 minutes, water coming from that eye. Ah, yeah, look at you. Are still, he's still blowing the thing. He said, Daddy, sorry, he pay you. <laughs> Tell me, all is well, all is well. All is well, all is well. <laughs> but if somebody then asks me, why is your eyes red? I can easily tell the reason why the eyes is red. That is because of this. It's because of this thing that happened. I won't think twice. That's it. I can link it to it. That the red eye is linked to the impact of what happened. Or it's connected to what just happened to me. So I'm not, I can easily trace it. If a man has gonorrhea, for instance, it's easier for him to know where he caught the gonorrhea from. He doesn't need to take things to him because it's a sexually transmitted disease. Because all of a sudden he wakes up and he starts seeing milky substance all around so you know that who dashed me this milk? He <laughs> will be able to know where the milk came from. He's not going to be surprised because he knows that he has not gone to the market. <laughs> Amen. Say, so who gave me this milk? It won't, it, it won't, it can easily trace it. Because it's not the milk that comes from heaven. It's a meat that is a gonorrhea is because you cannot just have milk kill substance coming from that place as a man on his own. It's because that place has entered where he ought not to have entered. And he has seen what he ought not to have seen. So, the, so he, he will know. But when it comes to HIV AIDS, oftentimes people cannot even trace where it came from. Because you see, the symptoms that begins to come from it, you will know, for instance, now one of the symptoms of HIV AIDS, for instance, is rashes. The person, go and find out, the rashes can come from the person's body. And he will begin to, you know, find rashes in his leg everywhere. Now, what has AIDS got to do with rashes? Or something like diarrhea. Continuous, non-stop poo-pooing. He would just see that anytime he eats, the food is not digest, the food is not staying. He has to go to the toilet. Now, look at what meanwhile he has contacted the thing from a sexually transmitted way, for instance. But what has it got to do with going to the toilet all the time? So oftentimes, most people don't even know where they get it from. And the symptoms, unlike when you eat your head on the wall, that your, the head comes out, you could see the impact, or when somebody eats your eyes, you could see the impact. The reaction of the result that comes from HIV AIDS and the symptoms has nothing to do with the disease itself. Because it will take every other way that other things could have caused it. So people oftentimes don't suspect that it's from there. Weight loss. You can just see the person becoming dry and dry and dry and dry and dry until the bones start showing. 
why how will you be losing weight? Meanwhile, he has, he just how can that sex with someone cause weight loss? No, what has sexual sex activity got to do with weight loss or scratch or itchy body or a diarrhea? It, it, you, will, you won't be able to trace it. When it comes to prosperity, the prosperity that comes from God is like HIV AIDS. It's like HIV AIDS. It's like AIDS. The prosperity that comes from God is like AIDS. That you cannot really say that hey, this money that is coming is as a result of this thing I am doing. Of, that is why a lot of Christians cannot even tell what they have done that is making God to bless them. Because you see, some of them say what is causing the thing to happen right now may be what their parents have done. That the children now is not reaping the harvest. But the child will think that it's because I am hard working. Or because I'm praying. But why it has nothing to do with your prayer. It's as, you see, that is the thing. The result that comes with prosperity from God, oftentimes, we cannot link it. It takes a spiritual person to know that, hey, this thing, this thing is from this thing I have done. True prosperity that comes from God is mysterious. It's like AIDS. You can't tell where, which, what did you really do that makes you deserve it. That's why David said, who am mind that you are mindful of me? Who am mind that you are mindful of me? Are you with me? Now, there are different paths to prosperity. There's a part of the world where you have to work hard. We are going to get to that point. Diligence, hard working, saving, have a goal, make your goal uh, measurable, go for your goals, and all those things. But tonight I am talking about prosperity that is from God. What is the link? What is the connection? How do we connect with the prosperity that is from God? Hebrews 11 verse 6. Open your Bible to Hebrews eleven six. 6. Is somebody here tonight or you have gone home? Hebrews eleven six. 6. Look at it. Hebrews eleven six. 6. It says, can you give me... But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. <laughs> and that he is what? And that he is what? A rewarder of them that diligently seek him. <laughs> Don't take away the word diligently there. Another translation says, diligently search for him. A rewarder of them that diligently search. Give me an NIV or the Passion Translation. Let's look at what other translation says. A rewarder of them that diligently search for him. Diligently search for him. Guys, I, I, I believe I am, I'm having some, if the person is too slow, let, let me have somebody that can really move fast. If not, all of you have no business there. Okay? Believe that he has it, that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Look at it. 
earnestly seek him. He rewards those who earnestly seek him. Another translation, the Passion Translation or Amplified, any one of the two. I want more translation. Just keep giving me this different translation very fast, very fast, very fast. Those who earnestly, earnestly means passionately. You are very passionate about seeking God. Very passionate about going for him. So you must believe that God exists and rewards those that he, he, he said that he is real and that he rewards the faith of those who passionately, do you see now? Passionately seek him. <laughs> now let's look at true prosperity that comes from God. This is one of the products. Is a reward. Prosperity that comes from God is what? A reward. A reward. If what you want is the prosperity that comes from God, you don't really need to pray for it. All you need is to do this. Be passionate about seeking God. Be passionate about going after God. Be passionate about serving God. Be passionate. is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. They are not seeking money. They are not seeking money. But they are seeking him. This is what is different between children of God and children of the world. Children of the world, they make money the focal points. They go after it. But children of God, they make God their focal point, their passion. And money then comes to them. That's the, that's the difference. So when you see somebody in the world teaching about money, it will teach you as, as if money is the aim. Be rich, be wealthy, so they go after it. But you realize after sometimes they lose their family. They lose their children. They lose, even then they lose their life. When in their old age they are lonely, they are moving from one cruise ship to the other. They are so lonely. But the Bible says that for us as children of God, <laughs> you must first go after God. Go after God. Gold will come for you. Go after God and gold will what? Money will come for you. Yes. It's a reward. See, God has a way of bringing prosperity to his children. That is why from Genesis to Revelation, he never asks them to seek him for money. He always says, seek me. Those who seek me shall find me. When he was talking about wisdom, he said, seek wisdom. For in her left hand is riches. In her right hand is length of life. But who is wisdom? God is wisdom. So by wisdom you have made the heaven and the earth. God is the wisdom. So you know the word wisdom? When you seek me in my right hand and in my left hand, there is riches and long life. But you see, don't look at riches. Don't look at long life. Just look at me. Wisdom. God. <laughs> so when you come after me, you will have it. You will have it. Let me tell you the danger of Seeking after money. First Timothy chapter 6. You see, I want to advise any serious Christian this week. Take it from me. You know, I advised one of our pastors um, recently. I said, let me give you a gift. And I called him and said, what gift? I said, can you please study First Timothy, Second Timothy, and Titus in one day? Your life will change. Take it from me, your life will change. 
And I'm, 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 I'm giving you a new month's gift. Don't study it for two days because it's just four, uh, four, six, about 12 or 13 chapters altogether. Make it a hymn. Sit down and say, I'm studying. And because, you see, it is a letter that Paul wrote to two people that were very special. I Normally, this is the first time you will hear me say it, but recently I've been telling those who are around me that go and study first and second Timothy. It will be as if I'm writing a letter to you. Just believe I'm writing a letter. You will see that your life will change. Anybody that wants their life to change, go and read 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy. Especially those of you who are in the ministry serving God. Yes. If you are close to your pastor, you have not read 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, and Titus in one day. You cannot read. There is a level of relationship and intimacy you cannot have with that man of God. It, is, it always changes your work with God. Always. Always. Now, Paul left Timothy in Ephesians, e Ephesus. And one, look at one of the instructions he gave to him in 1 Timothy 6.10. 1 Timothy 6.10. Is somebody in church this evening? Yes, 1 Timothy 6 verse 10. He says, For the love of money is the root of all evil. Remember that Jesus also said you cannot serve God and what? Money. He didn't say you cannot serve God and the devil. Because you see, the devil will not come with a horn. Those of us who have been looking for the devil with a horn, have you seen him before? Have you seen the devil with a vampire teeth? Sucking blood, demon. Have you seen one before? Till you die, you may never see the devil with a long tail. Because Jesus knows that you cannot handle it. You may never see the devil with the long horn. All those ones are movie devils. They are called Hollywood devil. The most dangerous devils are not the one with the long horns. No, they are entry level devil. That is why you see that if you have lived with a wicked woman before, if you have seen a wicked woman, you will know that actually devil can be very pretty. Devil can be very beautiful. So stop looking for devil in the wrong place. Let me tell you the devil you will see every day is called money. 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 The number one way the devil comes to everybody is the form of money. The Bible says it is the roots of all evil. The next thing that you are likely to serve after God is not the devil but money. Jesus himself said it. That the most number one thing that you will contend with with your life in your walk with God is not the, because the devil knows that everybody, whether good or bad, whether Christian or non Christian, money cuts across everybody. Is it not the Bible that said that money answered all things? Hey! Oh, I said, hey! All is well, Lou. I said, all is well. Do like this, all is well, all is well, all is well. I, I just remember that movie today. I said, Charlie, all is well, all is well, all is well, all is well. Hey! Are you still there? Now look at the way he puts this. Which while some coveted after, they make it their aim. The, the worst aim you can have is the, the aim to want to be rich. You are aiming for money headlong. You cannot be the same. I'm telling you, you cannot be the same. Pierce themselves. 
too with many sorrows. Let's look at other translation. I will read from easy translation of the Bible. Easy translation of the Bible says, when people like to have lots of money, that causes all kinds of bad things to happen. Some people have stopped believing the message about Christ because they just want to get more money. As a result, they have caused themselves to be very sad. They have, they have many troubles. Easy translation. GNT, Good News Translation says, For the love of money is a source of all kinds of evil. Some have been so eager to have it that they have wandered away from the faith. Do you see? They just miss God. Because you see, when you are going after money like this, when God is coming in, your, to your, in the opposite direction, you will not see God. That's one of the things that happens. Money causes you to miss the road of faith. In other words, money is the thing that will cause you to be an unfaithful person. Yes. The love of money. When you love money, you have opened the door to become an unfaithful person. Yes. Vices. Things you cannot imagine or capable of. Because you see, the love of money has entered. I've broken their heart with many sorrows. I say God delivering you from it. That's why when we talk about prosperity, see, anytime you hear prosperity, the picture that should come to your mind is not money, but God. Change that picture today. When you hear about God will prosper you, I want to prosper. What should come to your mind? God. Don't let money be the picture that you see. Anytime, be intentional about it. That whenever you hear prosperity for you, what should prosperity symbol be? God. You see, because when we talk about prosperity, the first thing that comes to people's mind is money, money, money. No. For you, change that mindset. Reorientate your mind. And let the picture of prosperity for you and I not be money, but who? God. If money is what comes to your mind anytime you think about prosperity, you have set yourself up to be lured into everlasting sorrow. If what comes to your mind is cash, dollars, house selling, Naira, cities. Whenever you hear the word prosperity, money, cash, is what comes to your mind. You have the wrong picture of money that will make you fall. But when, or you have the wrong picture of prosperity that will make you fall. That's what I wanted to say. And today, whenever we talk about prosperity, what comes to most of us? It's not money. It's a wrong picture. It is a wrong picture. It is a wrong picture. Because if money is triggered anytime you hear about prosperity, it's a trap to lure you away. Your value and your principles will go down for money. But if God is what comes to your mind, whenever you hear the word prosperity, you will always exalt righteousness above money. You will always go after God and not money. So when somebody, yeah, clap for the Lord. So when somebody offers you cash, and say, if you don't take this money, you will lose this. Because you, when it comes to money, it is not cash, but God. You will rather, if I, what I'm going to lose is this, but not God. So I will still go for God. Because for me, prosperity is God and every other thing. That's my definition of prosperity. God first and every other thing. God first and every other thing. God first and every other thing. I think that this is where a lot of people have missed it. That's why 1 Timothy 6 verse 10 has come to pass in most people's life. Because the picture of prosperity is that of money. 
Oh, money, 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 money. Pray for money, money, money. No, no, no. The picture of prosperity for a child of God should be God. Because God himself is the source of true prosperity. When you have him, you have all that you have. Uh, is somebody with me tonight? Is somebody being blessed tonight? So he's a rewarder of them that what? Diligently seeking. Now, when it comes to the link between prosperity and money, I've told you, prosperity is in the kingdom of God is a product of God and his word. The source of prosperity is a product of what? God and his word. So the key to prosperity, number one, is the, the link between prosperity and your relationship with God. Your relationship with God. I'm talking about prosperity and the link. If you want to prosper, there is a link between prosperity and what? Your relationship with God. There is a connection between prosperity and your relationship with God. Because prosperity answers to God and his word. And I'm going to show you two scripture. There's a link to, to it. So if you want to prosper, the focus is develop a solid relationship with God. Genesis chapter 39 verse 1. Because this man of God is just talking. Eh? They, they, they come up with so many stories. So one is saying, I don't believe. No, I know you don't believe. That is why I want to help you. All right. I want to really, really help. Who said that, Seb? Who is that? Ask anybody. Are you the one that said that? <laughs> the person left the church. Okay, good. Genesis 39 verse 1. Genesis 39 verse 1. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt. And Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down. Thither. Verse 2. Watch. Watch. And the Lord was with who? Are you still there? And the Lord was with Joseph. And what then happened? And he was what? And he was what? He was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Verse 3. And his master saw that the Lord is with him. And that the Lord made all that he did to what? Prosper in his hands. Oh, watch. He was prosperous before he earned a salary. <laughs> Did you get that? He was prosperous. He was still his, he was a slave. He does not have a job. And yet, the Bible said he was prosperous. What was the secret here? It's not because of what he has done, but because of his relationship with God. You see, this way a lot of us need to get it wrong. Because as things, as economic downturn takes place, people, are, they, they, they leave God and they want to pursue more money. You see, Joseph had not even earned one salary. The Bible said he was prosperous. So his prosperity was not tied to his salary, to his income, to his business. His prosperity was tied to his relationship with God. Even his organ looked at him 
So there are slaves here, but this one, we pay him 10,000 naira, but he's having the result of 1 million naira. And they have to call EFCC to investigate. EFCC investigated everything. They realized that his hands is clean. Then the man said, no, 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 no. God is with him. God is with him. That is the source of true prosperity. The God factor. God is with him. Your relationship with God is key. Your relationship with God is key. Psalm 1. Look at it again. I'm talking about key to true prosperity. My message tonight is very short. It's not a long message at all. Yes. I'm almost finishing. Psalm 1. Are you there? Verse 1. Everybody. Psalm 1 verse 1. Look at it again. Key to true prosperity. Is somebody with me? Everybody, let's go. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seated in the seat of the scornful, <laughs> but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Verse 3. And it shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. See, he has not walked though. No, this man has not worked. He has not gotten work at, at the big oil company, oil and gas. He has not worked with the bank and all those things. But you see, his life is that he valued his relationship with God. Look at it. Blessed is the man. He has the right foundation. His foundation, the foundation he has with God was intact. He is blessed. So it shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in a season. His leave also shall not wither. And whatsoever. Receive this grace today. Oh, I said receive this grace today. And whatsoever. You see, it is not the business. But the faithful relationship with God. You see, there are times that people want to say, this is the business that is winning. This, I'm not saying that a child of God should not do good business, but I am saying, according to the word of God, that once your relationship with God is intact, the covenant is whatsoever he doeth. If you like, sell water. If you like, sell shoe. Sell air. Whatsoever he doeth shall what? Prosper. I see this grace flowing to you. But what has happened to most of us? We cannot link our relationship with God with prosperity. So we too, we are praying for money like unbelievers. I will advise you to stop praying for money. Let your faith carry it. Pray for more of God. Lord, more of you in my life. See, you cannot have a solid relationship with God and remain poor. The problem with most of us is that our relationship with God is not deep. It's a surface relationship. It's a relationship that is surface. This takes me to the second point I'm going to be sharing with you later. But look at it again. Psalm 105. Psalm 105, verse 37. So the Lord told uh, most... Um, Pharaoh, in Exodus 7 and 8, he said, let my people go that they may serve me. 
He didn't say, let them go so that they can become rich. He said, let my people go that they may serve me. And when the people heard the commandment that it's time to go, they too obeyed. So look at what happened as they obeyed to follow God. Now they obeyed the commandment that Moses said to them, let us follow God and come out of Egypt. Let's come out of this wuru-wuru to the answer lifestyle. Let's come out of this corny-corny system. Let's come out of this unfaithful up and down life. Let's come out of this shrewd way. So Egypt represents sin. So God said, come out of Egypt and serve me. And look at it. When they obeyed, look at Psalm 105 verse 37. It says, he brought them forth also with what? Silver and gold. He brought them forth also with the day they chose to serve God. Built a solid relationship with God. Bible says he brought them with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. Ah, this is going to be your testimony. Oh, I cannot hear your message. This is going to be your testimony. This year is bringing you forth with silver and gold. Verse 39. He spread a cloud for a covering and fire to give them light in the night. Verse 40. The people asked and they brought quails, good food, and satisfied them with bread of heaven. Divine provision. You see, the only thing they are doing is to follow God. Is that what they are doing? They were just following God. No bank account. I'm not saying you should not have a bank account. No education qualification. They, they were not having a lot of luxury that Egypt were having. The only thing they can say is that when they wake up every morning, God, here we go. They were following God with all their heart. And he said, he, he gave them bread of heaven. As this season, I said, this season, you two will enjoy the bread of heaven. Oh, you don't want it. I think the people around here want it. Those of you who are here, I said in this season, you will enjoy the bread of heaven. Oh, okay, I think now the, the bread of heaven is coming to this side. In the name of Jesus, this season, you will enjoy the bread of heaven. Oh, now they are walking up on this side. I prophesy that in this season, you will enjoy the bread of heaven. In the name of Jesus. Those of you who are joining online, type in right now say, I will enjoy the bread of heaven. Say, in this season, I will enjoy the bread of heaven. Hey! Is, is somebody there? Look at what... The, verse 41. He opened the rock. Rock can mean where there is no opportunity. God is opening it up for you. They said there is no job. God is going to open the place up for you. It's not, it's, he opened the rock. Rock can be so greedy. Rock. You know what rock is? To break a rock apart, to bring something out of the rock is not something. There are places you cannot open up for yourself. There are places that no matter the how many things you do, if God does not open it up, your effort cannot yield the result. The Bible says in the wilderness, they did not have armor, no caterpillar, no any special equipment to do what they need to do. No equipment for irrigation, but the hand of God located them in the wilderness. He opened up the rock for them and the water gushed out in the midst of dryness in the midst of hardship in the midst of adversity the hand of god is opening up opportunity of prosperity for you i said the hand of god will open up opportunity of prosperity for you in the name of jesus i serve a god who knows how to open up the rock 
I said, I serve a God who knows how to open up the rock. He's still in the business of opening up the rock. And the water did not just drop. The water did not trickle out. The water did not just move, struggle. The Bible says the water gushed out. I declare <laughs> in this season, prosperity will gush out for you. Breakthrough will gush out for you. Miracle jobs will gush out for you. Finances will gush out for you. Marital breakthrough will gush out for you. Opportunity will gush out for you. Somebody says it's my season. Ah, he opened up the rock. Ha, what a God. He said, why, 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 why did he do that? Because they have a relationship with him. You see, that is why you must always allow God to fight. Where we fight? He said, vengeance is mine. Do you know the equipment that is able, the dynamite that is, could have been needed to open up that rock? But when God stepped in, he opened it up. And water gushed out. I see water gushing out for you. So, I'm talking about, do you see what prosperity is doing? The link. There's a link between your relationship with God and prosperity. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20. Second Chronicles 20, 20. And they rose up early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe in his prophets, and so shall you what? Prosper. Now you see, some of us don't even know that it is the presence of some certain prophet in our life that has brought prosperity to us. But we can't link it. We can't link it. This is why your relationship with God and the things of God is so important. I was always walking around the road. Moving, we, were, we had a fellowship we call Jesus organized youth. Gathering youths. And we felt we were helping churches. And we came across Bishop Dag Ward Mills. As a young boy. And he spoke to me. He said, you know, all this, your... Because those days, we will carry ourselves to Ibadan. We were... He said, now it is time to settle down. And be established. Let me pastor you. Let me listen to what I'm telling you. And as a young boy, I listened. The first time I ever traveled out of Nigeria was because of the prophet of God. I, will have, I have never dreamt of... In fact, the first time I knew the size of my shirt was because of my pastor. He was the one that first bought a shirt. Shirt. I never knew my size of shirt. What a shock. I said, what a shock. So today now, I may not see the link the link may not be visible between the, my relationship with that man of God and where I am. But you see, I'm wise to realize that, you see, like HIV AIDS, the symptoms may not even 
resemble this disease or the cause of the disease. So what, when you develop a relationship with God, what you just begin to see at a certain level of your life is that things are working out. But you will not be able to point to which one of them is working out. That is why I will advise you, love God and love the things of God. Love God and love the things of God. You will, this is different from have a goal, write it down, and your goal must be measurable. All those worldly principles are nice. But when you are faced with the rock, you realize that even with a goal, you cannot break the rock. You will be there looking for hammer, but the one who has a relationship with the Lord, it gets to the same rock that others are saying, no way. Then God opens the rock and water is gushing out in the midst of scarcity. I declare in the name of Jesus that in the season, water will gush out for you. The second principle of prosperity, connection to prosperity, link to prosperity, is the word of God. And this is where I'm going to round up. The word of God. <laughs> Most Christians are poor because they have little value for the word of God. It's not fasting and prayer I'm talking about. The value you place on the word of God will always determine the level of your prosperity. This is why the world cannot understand why pastors, a genuine pastor who place value on the word, they are prosperous. They say, why are pastors using private jets? Because they know what they have to do, how many people they have to bribe to get a private jet. But you say you are a preacher, you are having private jet. How do you do it? How, what is the secret? It's not possible because the people of the world could not see the link between the word of God and prosperity. And most Christians today too have lost sight of the word of God. The link between the word of God and prosperity. Okay, tell me now, you know, go to Joshua 1. Let, let's go to Joshua 1, 8. Give me Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. It said, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make <laughs> your way prosperous. So who is responsible for our poverty? No, who is responsible for our poverty? If you don't have money, you are responsible because it is our duty to make our way prosperous by placing value on the word of God. Make your way prosperous. If I ask some of us today, did you have your quiet time? Most Christians don't have quiet time anymore. Because they cannot see the link between having a regular quiet time and prosperity. Ha, it's a mystery. People cannot link it. Do you know, after this, then the next thing they did was to go to war. So let me tell you the importance of this commandment. It's like we are going to war right now in Nigeria. Let's say we want to go and fight another nation. And um, the president comes to do a broadcast and say, I'm to, as a chief of, of, of the army staff of Nigeria, 
um, as the commander-in-chief of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, whatever it is, I want to tell all our soldiers from tomorrow, before you go to war, wake up in the morning, study your Bible in the morning, study your Bible in the night, then every morning when you wake up, have a scripture you are thinking of, then go and fight your enemy. People will think that you are mad. That is, they are insane when you read the scripture, this commandment was. You are going to fight battle and Joshua is telling you this book of the law. What is it the book of the law that will hold your sword for you? Or is it the one that will shoot the arrow? Or that will, that will hold the shield? But Joshua knows that behind every source there is a spiritual hand behind it. There's a spiritual dimension that makes things work. That, is, that has nothing to do with how diligent you are. It's good to be diligent. I'm not saying you should not be diligent. But you see, the race is not to the swift, neither the battle to the strong. One of the deceptions that has befallen us, and I think is a, is a major spell the devil has cast on today's church, is there is no need for you to study your Bible every day anymore. So we rather prefer to go to the mountain. We prefer to do fasting and prayer. Some people have even died of fasting. I've seen pastors who have died as a result of fasting and prayer, but I've not seen anyone die as a result of meditating on the word. You, you, you. How long did you spend? Do you see you are not truly serious about prosperity? God knows a man that is serious about prosperity by how diligent that man is with the word. Now, it's like you have malaria and the doctor said to you, take this drug morning and night for six days and this sickness will be gone. But you, you say you really want healing. You, day one, you did not, you did not take this, the drug. Then day two, instead of taking it in the morning, you took it in the afternoon. Day three, you refuse to take it. Day four, you refuse to take it. Day five, you refuse to take it. Day six, you are now wondering why is it that this sickness is gone? Why are you wondering? Why are you wondering that you are poor? No, why should you You should rather be surprised that you are rich. No, why should a Christian be surprised that he's poor? Because your attitude to the word of God actually shows why you are poor. You are not truly serious about prosperity. You are like a student who wants to have first class, but is not reading. He has given it to us. He said, it should not depart out of your mouth. Most Christians don't meditate on the Bible day and night. If I'm wrong, lift your hand. That you can boast that you, you give priority to the word of God first thing in the morning, first thing at night. Yesterday night, when I come, came to this reality, I deleted every app. Me, me I am in... Maybe only God knows why I'm not a journalist. I am a lover of current affairs. At around 12, I was having a, a six-hour prayer time. And I made a vow to the Lord that in the next 21 days, I will not read any news in the world again. In, for 21 days, I will not read any news. I will not read. I will only focus on the word. And six hours daily prayer. Those of you who joined Rise to Glory this morning, that I was opening my eyes. My eyes refused to open. Yes. I don't care what you, what you think of me. It's better that my eyes is not open and the result is coming. Oh, I, 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 you will see that I was really struggling. I have not slept. I had not, so if you ever join sin right from, from the time I was out since morning yesterday, I think since yesterday when I woke up 
10 a.m. The last time I slept was 7 a.m. this morning. From 10 a.m. yesterday. I slept only seven, around 7 a.m. this morning. So when I woke up 10 a.m., yeah, what was I doing? I just want to be, I realized my fault. I, I realized that it's like I am now loving more news than my Bible. Oh, yes. I, I made a vow. 21 days, I will not read any news. I deleted right there. I delete all my news apps. Bia, 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 bia. Go, go, go. It's my month of spiritual exploit. I want to let God know I'm serious. You are truly serious about prosperity. You say you are serious about prosperity. I don't think you are serious. Because if you are serious today, you will have even finished about five chapters. If you are serious about prosperity, you will be serious with your quiet time. You are not serious. You, only, you, you are only wishing for prosperity. You don't have a strong desire to prosper. Because if not, you will believe Joshua 1.8. Now, if it was only in Joshua 1.8 it was said, would have said that it was a coincidence. Go back to that Psalm 1. Psalm 1, let's look at it again. Psalm 1. It's a formula. Day and night formula. Twice a day. Twice a day. Stay with the Bible twice a day. Look at it. Blessed is the man that walketh in, not in the counsel of the wicked, nor standeth in the seat of the sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. Verse 2. But look at it. But his delight. <laughs> not in his news. He said, his delight. He enjoys it. His delight. The word of God, you want to prosper. And the word of God is not a delight to you. Facebook is your delight. YouTube is your delight. Twitter or Thread or X is your delight. Oh, why are you surprised that you are poor? No, you are only living the way a poor person in the kingdom of God should live. Those who are poor in the kingdom of God, they all have one thing in common. They don't study day and night. Low, low value for the word of God. Go and check. Any Christian that says he doesn't have money, do this test and you will see. Just ask, do you study your Bible? Do you meditate on the Bible day and night? You will see that no. He said, but it's the light. Hey, Abala. He enjoys it. It's in the law of the Lord. In his law. In his law. Huh? Look at it. In his law. Ask your neighbor, are you surprised you are poor? <laughs> Don't be surprised if you are poor. Don't be surprised if you are not seeing some level of prosperity. In his law, that he meditate how often? How often? Is it, this is the master prescription for prosperity. Day and night. Now look at it. Look at it again. Look at it. Verse 3, everybody. Verse 3. And it shall be. And it shall be. I said it shall be. <laughs> what is the secret? What is the secret? He has value for the word. You see, Christian, they only study the Bible once a week. And they are saying, Lord. So they are singing subsidy song all around the place. No, Genesis 39. Joseph had not even done one work and God prospered him. He had not even earned his first salary and he was prosperous. Yoruba say, Oburi Kwakoti Romo. In other words, a, 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 a dirty woman um, 
have an excuse now that the husband is there because she has to wear black for a 40 days or morning clothes for a long time or has She has lashed onto the excuse of the death of her husband. Why are you not bathing? Oh, because I'm mourning. Why are you not this? I'm mourning. See, poor Christians have seen subsidy to latch onto. Latching onto subsidy. As though before the subsidy came, well, you, you have been rich. Your problem is not fuelo. Your problem is lack of discipline in the place of the word. That's your, that's your problem. You do, yeah, thank you. All is well. I said all is well. Because some of you, oh, I said do all is well. All is well. Because you see, some of us, you are no longer happy with what I'm saying, but I will preach it. I will preach it. Hey! Subsidy, subsidy. Okay, where were you before it was a Christ? Get to the business of the word. Get to the business. Look at what the word can do. Psalm 119 verse 162. I rejoice at thy word. Psalm 119 verse 162. I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. Shut up, I rejoice at thy word. Psalm 119 verse 162. I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. Luke chapter 5 verse 5. And Simon answering said, Luke 5 5, Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have told all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, nevertheless, I have been walking, I've not seen results. Nevertheless, you see, from tonight, all you need to do is change your attitude to the world. I have not seen results in 2023. Nevertheless, I have not where I ought to be. Nevertheless, at thy word. At thy word. And I will let down the net. Change the formula today. Give priority to your Bible. You see, it may look so odd. I cannot tell you what will happen. As you begin to think on the scripture, meditate upon it. You have even, you are thinking about it, meditating it, cramming it, memorizing it. And in the night again, you stay. My Bible must come. See, all I know is that nevertheless, I what I will let down to my night. And what happened? Verses. And when they had this done, when they changed their attitude, they are now walking by the word. They are now putting the word of God first. They enclose a great multitude of fishes. And their net break. Your bank account will see money you have not seen before. Amen. Yes. They are net overflowing abundance. The same people who are shouting subsidy are now shouting all is well. All is well. Your man, all is well. Hey! There are some chain. What is it that brought that result? The word. This season, the word of God is changing your results. Amen. Nevertheless, I thy word. Nevertheless, at thy word, Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16. Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16. Prosperity and the link. Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16. Thy words were found, and I did eat them. They don't go too far. Think about it. Seller. Thy words were found. That means he was searching for it. You cannot find what you are not looking for. That means every day he wakes up, he was searching for the word. 
when I find the word, I eat them before breakfast. Some of you need to bind yourself with no quiet time, no breakfasts. So I will not eat until I have my, I, I have my quiet time. No quiet time, no dinner. No quiet time, no sleep. Thy word will found and I did eat. What are you doing? I'm eating the word. What are you doing? I'm eating the word. You see, when I read Hebrews 11, Hebrews 11, early this morning, as I was there, I saw it. From verse 6, is a reward of them that seek him. Then it began to say, by faith, Noah. He was moved. I, I said, all oh, these guys were normal guys. They ran with the word. They looked so ordinary. But because, you see, they, they were just there, walking with the word. I told the people, when, when we had rise, uh, rise to glory, this said, a Christian must like to fight. A Christian must like to fight. You see? Because every level will require a fight. There are things that do not want you to say even tomorrow. There are things that will say, no, your father, I killed it at this level. This was me. So you must learn to fight the good fight of faith. Fights. Recognize devils when you see them. Yes. Jesus said to Peter, said, Satan, get it behind me. But every other person was saying Peter, said, but Jesus said, hey, discernment. How many of you prayed that discernment prayer this morning? Hey, those of you, you have not been joining rise to glory, eh? You have not been joining rise to glory. I think you should make effort and be joining. Make effort and be joining. Hallelujah. Said so thy words were found. And I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy. The joy. Thy word was unto me. The joy and the rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord. Hey, whatever represents sorrow in your life. By the power of the word, it's turning things around for you. Amen. Every season of financial dryness is over tonight. Amen. Thy word were found. May you find the word for your life. Amen. In 1999 or, 19, or 2000, maybe I think it was 2000, 2000, after about 10 years of not seeing my dad, he had divorced, they are, he and my mother are separated. I was in the house. In the extension, where our room was so small, so we had to do an extension as though it was a business place. So we had to do use some plywood and some pan to do extension. That's why I used to say, because I cannot stay in the room and have my quiet time. I stood at that extension that my mother has created for us. Around one or two, I was reading my Bible, Luke chapter 15. I remember. As I began to read Luke 15, the story of the prodigal son, then I got to that point where I said, I will arise and go to my father's house. Then the Lord spoke to me. I found a word that night. I found a word. He said, now, arise and go to Ibadan. You will see your father. I have never been to Ibadan in my life alone before. I have you see, I was just worried. That I have not seen my daddy. I have not seen my daddy for a long I have never been to Ibadan. So I didn't, I think, I, I told my mom, I said, I'm traveling. I said, why? I said, I want to, I, the Lord said I should go and look for my daddy. She tried to stop me, but she realized that my mind was made up. I just finished SS3. I was just in my 19 or thereabouts, thereabouts. I don't know whether 19 or 20 or something. I don't know. Then, I went. I got to the park at Dega. I didn't even have money. I had to beg the guy whether I would sit on the hot engine. So you can imagine sitting on that hot engine park from Lagos to Ibado. <laughs> then I, I said, so no, how would I see him? Then I remember that, oh, my grandfather was the current king at that time. 
They call him Olubadon, something Olubadon Vibadon. Then I said, ah. So I just I said, it must be popular. You see, wisdom came. So I asked the people that I'm going to the palace of Olubadon. And he said, eh. And so <laughs> you can imagine. No Google map. Those days there were no Google map. And when I got there, they said, Who are you, small boy? Very tattered dressing. I said, I have come to look for my daddy. Say, oh, then I mentioned his name. Then they had to go and call the king out. Then the son of this boy has called. They say, hey, everybody check my hair. Check. It's been over 10 years. They've never seen anyone. They check. Are you sure you are the one? Then they described the house of my daddy to me. When I saw my daddy, he was on a dying bed. He was sick. He was on a deathbed. He could not stand. That was why God even made me to see. And I said, daddy, he looked at me with that eyes of his dying man. I said, in the name of Jesus, you will not die. And I lay hands on him. Cast out! Because I came with a word. I came with a word. Yes, I came with a word. I came with a word. And that day, he stood up from that bed of sickness ill to be fine left. Yes. If I realize, maybe that's why, that's why God sent me there. Do you know what people could have lost or what people have losing for not giving time to quiet time every day? You start your day without a word from God. And the person you are going to contend with, he has even woken up 5 a.m. shouting, wah, 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 wah. You are still there. And the person is shouting, After some time, do you know that if you live near a mosque, after some time you will recite what they are saying. Is it, that's the power of meditation. If you live near a mosque, you are not having your quiet time to be very hard for you to be a strong Christian. Because every day something is being soaked into your spirit. How you will know is that you can recite what they are saying after some time. Now, it shows that not, as the thing is coming, you, you are not replacing it. So the thing is settling down, settling down, settling down, settling down. So some of you, you have never entered a mosque now, but you can recite every of line to line. Like, how did it enter? Because something was being stored in your subconscious and it was not being replaced intentionally on a daily basis. Never start your day without the word. The, be diligent that when you live now, before you sleep, you set that alarm. Let me just read. When you start, you may sleep off, but it's better to sleep off reading your Bible than not to even do it at all. Don't feel guilty if you sleep off. After some time, you, you will get there. Listen to messages. Listen to preaching messages and sleep with it. Yes, sleep with preaching messages. In this season of spiritual exploits, go deeper in the word. Go deeper. Do exploits. At your age, you can't do vigil. You can't do all night. No, you can't do all night. And you say you are poor. Oh, why are you poor? You can't study in the night. Hey. Your story is changing today. Prosperity and the link. The link of the relationship with God. The link of the word of God. These two major connections always causes a child of God to be rich. I see God blessing you this season. Your story is changing. You will rise like Joseph and prosper. The rock will gush out with water for you. The season of dryness is over in your own life. Stand to your feet with me tonight. Lord, I thirst for you. And I